You are listening to an MLGA Network podcast. I don't know. I think this one could be good. I don't, I don't know. Well, I'll tell you what, man. I've I've got to stop drinking so much before these shows. Really? I didn't know you were drinking that much. I mean, I haven't noticed, so I mean, good job on that. But why do you have to stop? Well, we've been friends long enough, so I feel comfortable telling you this. Well, I, I mean, I hope. I don't know what it is, but I hope that's, that's the case. I get a serious case of the farts. Okay? So I'm either muting myself every five seconds, or I'm just holding it in, and I'm getting stomach cramp after stomach cramp after stomach cramp, and I just can't do it anymore. <laughs> have I mentioned that I have the recorder on? <laughs> uh, sorry about that. <laughs> oh, God. Welcome to Make Liberty Great Again, the best damn liberty podcast that you've never heard of. Phil and I will be your guides as we peer into the ridiculous reality of our society and our government. Let's get to it. Hi everyone, thank you for tuning in to today's episode of Make Liberty Great Again, Too Free, Too Furious. I'm your host Cam Harless and joining me today, as always, is my co-host, Phil Padilla. There's no such thing as too free, but boy, we're furious today. Well, what stuck up your craw, boy? Well, to start everything that you just said, but uh, I digress. Let's get to the real issues at hand. Uh, can we talk about the Constitution? Oh, you mean the sacred texts? The, the sacred texts that totally work and should be respected because we haven't totally at all lost any rights since it was ratified back in the day. Yep, that's the, uh, that's the one. Uh, but we have to talk about the Constitution in some sense because the uh, the Electoral College is back in the news again. The Electoral College, the one college that Bernie doesn't want to pay for. hey <laughs> Right. Uh, the uh, 2020 Democratic presidential candidate Kamala Harris recently came out in favor of abolishing the Electoral College. Original. Right. And she made this uh, statement on, of all places, Jimmy Kimmel Live. You know... It's really absurd that these political turds, and they are all turds, um, make these late night rounds like some celebrity pitching a new movie. And all the Stockholm Syndrome viewers, that's you, average American voter, just eat it up like candy. Yeah, I mean, that's that's definitely frustrating. Um, what's more frustrating is that these people just simply have no idea what the purpose of the Electoral College is. Either that or they're purposefully ignoring that just to push for full-on 100% democracy, which would be categorically and catastrophically bad for the U.S. as a whole. It's probably the latter, buddy. I mean, let's get right down to it. Democracy is just a bedazzled word for mob rule. And I don't understand what's so attractive about it or you know, why so many people think a popular vote is by any means an effective way to pick the country's executive. It's, it's to me, at least in my opinion, the political equivalent of like who's going to be prom queen or prom king. Right. That's, that's it. That's all I think about. Yeah. I mean, and th- there are a few things more scary than a nation- national popularity contest with a winner chosen by people that I wouldn't let watch my dog over the weekend. I mean, this isn't American Idol or The Voice or The Masked Singer or any other lame reality show. I mean, it's at least it's not supposed to be. I'm not sure I would want, uh, you know, a text-in vote to find out who should have their fingers on uh, the nuclear codes. I mean, I don't know about you. <laughs> yeah. 
tweet tweet Trump to thirty 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 or Hillary to thirty 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 right now to cast your vote. <laughs> but you know, this is it's that's just one of the things that the founders feared. You know, is someone powerful enough to manipulate public opinion? You know, and then they become elected and they turn out to become a tyrant. I mean. Let's be honest. Do we really want every election coming down to just whoever panders best in California, New York, and like one or two other swing states? I mean, that's that's essentially what abolishing the Electoral College would do, is it's just going to nullify every vote cast in the smaller states. Their representative voice, like New Hampshire, Connecticut, places like that, is gone. Just silence. Right, but that's the point. I mean, of all of the ones who've come out in favor of it over the last couple of days, or even really the last two years... You know, Bernie, Pocahontas, uh, Harris. I mean, they're pushing this because they know that if the only ones that, the only people whose votes really counted were the ones in New York or California, they would win. I mean, that's the only way, from my estimation, that's the only way they can win. But, you know, let's not forget that people out there are, are really stupid. Uh, I'll never forget, just like 9 11. I mean, just a couple of years ago, I was told by a guy that I knew in college that the Electoral College literally only existed because horses were slow and getting votes to D.C. to decide things quickly was just, oh, an impossibility. I don't even know what to say to that. <laughs> no, I know. I mean, there there are a lot of people out there who think that the only legitimate way to pick a leader is to amass enough of a mob that agrees with them and then shove that leader down everyone else's throat. But why do we even need a leader? I know I don't, but that most people are insecure and have to have someone tell them what to do. I resent that. Phil, I wasn't talking about the military just then. <laughs> oh, right. So, sorry, it's just, uh, that's just a reflex. Uh, you're welcome for my service. Uh, sorry, that again with the reflex. Well, the truth is that many of the founders, who by no means were a monolith, but many of them were very very against democracy they knew that it was a dumpster fire and they didn't want that to happen in their new union look how that turned out right it didn't work well not at all i mean the magic paper failed but you know now people are either ignorant or they're just feigning ignorance to talk you know the masses into giving up their voice every couple of years every four years when you know we in quotes the collective we you know need to choose a new tyrant i mean uh, Getting rid of the Electoral College, is, is, it's dangerous precedent. I mean, this union that we're a part of, whether we like it or not, was set up because a couple of states wanted to come together just in case there were some issues and a common defense was needed. Having a president was not the most thrilling idea to many of them, especially not a president with as much power as the one we have now. I mean, these were free and independent states, and really they wanted to stay that way. But... As we all know, that didn't last. And making it so that the illiberal masses choose the senator rather than the state diminished state power even more when it came to federal supremacy. Right, and the Electoral College and nullification are the last little bits of that hope. I mean, if we were, if we were to get rid of that and let all the socialists in California choose who lords over us, we will not be in a good place. But then again, maybe we'd finally get real socialism with liberals controlling everything in perpetuity. Right. It's nice to have something to look forward to. Uh, speaking of looking forward, that's something that Bernie Sanders... Y your favorite bobblehead? My favorite bobblehead did not do recently. I, I, I heard about this. Typically, I don't like to laugh at old people when they hurt themselves. 
I say we make an exception in his case. Well, I uh, I heard he tried to stimulate the economy using his forehead. <laughs> that he did. Yes, sir. So the broken window fallacy fights back, as it turns out. And uh, <laughs> so, so check this. He, he ran his empty head into a glass shower door and had to go to a walk-in clinic just to have stitches put in to keep all the hot air that's in his head from hissing out of that new hole he got. <laughs> I mean, I guess it's good that he wasn't in Canada when that happened. I mean, it could have taken six months to get six months to get his head sewn back together. Ooh, hey oh, boom! Take that, Canada. <laughs> uh, but uh, you know, healthcare's a right when your shower door tries to take you out. Uh, I would say that I hope it doesn't make him any dumber, but uh, there's little hope for that. And you know what? There's there's a life alert joke in here somewhere. I just I just know it. And maybe maybe we'll find it along the way. <laughs> Speaking of no segue, Pocahontas is in the news again today. Yeah, well, that's that's pretty common now. I have a feeling that uh, I'm going to start feeling some democratic fatigue much earlier than normal this cycle. But, you know, what, what did she say this time? Well, she's trying to pay for votes, not with $1,000 a month, um but in her own way, which is disturbing because this is becoming more and more common with these, you know, candidates trying to buy votes. Right. And I mean, like you said, you know, Yang's trying to buy votes, you know, with a thousand dollar a month subscription and Bernie's trying to make everything free. What, uh, (laughs) what, uh, what cornucopia is Warren offering? (laughs) What else, man? Reparations. You mean like reparations to slaves? I mean, or past slaves. How do we define this? Like, is it just... The definition is black people. Black people. Right, right, right. So is there a plan, or is it just some general call to have white people pay up? Well, her plan, from what I was looking at, is essentially to have the federal government pay reparations to black people who were, quote, affected economically by slavery. She's also quoted as saying... We must confront the dark history. Dark history? That's racist. All right. Of slavery. The dark history of (laughs) slavery. And government-sanctioned discrimination in this country that has had many consequences, including undermining the ability of black families to build wealth in America for generations. And can I just say it's amazing how we had a black president and family in the white house for eight years and like an all-black administration and then now all of a sudden we're the most racist country ever that is a clear example that something's been done about this already right well unless i'm missing something we confronted slavery back in the day by abolishing it so it's over and it's funny she mentions government sanctioned discrimination but doesn't give examples she had to point something out i mean there has to be something well I'll do her a favor here. I'll throw her, a, you know, a, a lifeline here. And I can think of a couple examples off the top of my head. Huh. The war on drugs and Planned Parenthood. Maybe if the government didn't enact policies that destroyed the black nuclear family or just eradicate generations of children in general, they may have a better go of it in the United States. The, you know, the systemic racism that they all love to talk about is the government. Plain and simple. It's not your neighbor Jerry, you know, that you have to worry about. It's the government. Surprise, surprise. And, you know, it's just another desperate attempt by the left to buy votes. 
which is getting just super annoying, by the way. But, you know, it's a liberal pipe dream that would cost billions, you know, if not trillions of dollars. Well, I mean, at least, you know, she's trying, she and Yang and and probably Harris, probably all of them, are, you know, they're trying to use money to bribe people instead of supporting the murder of unborn babies in the third trimester. Who's offering that as a perk? Uh, no other than Robert Francis O'Rourke. Oh, that Beto is such a... Last week we recorded a little bit too soon after the New Zealand shooting for us to really say anything about it. I mean, I don't know if we need to have a libertarian take on shootings since the official stance on it is... Uh, don't? Uh, but I think we should probably mention the censorship that immediately occurred, as well as New Zealand's legislative reaction to the shooting. Can we talk about the gun stuff first? I really like talking about gun stuff. Right, yeah, go ahead. And I'm just going to start off by saying the guy's a terrorist. First That's correct, foremost. yeah. Yeah, I mean, the left is kind of willy-nilly with that term these days, but this is like an actual case of terrorism. Yeah, I mean, this guy had political motives for his attacks, and in his manifesto, he praised various, you know, other terrorist attacks. Tell me which ones he's, he's applauded. I, I haven't been able to read the manifesto just yet, um, but, you know, I'd like to know. Well, we don't have time to get into all of them. But he was uh, bigly inspired by that Norwegian terrorist, what is it, Anders Bering Breivik. I'm probably not saying that right. But he's the guy who killed 69 people in an attack back in 2011. Right, yeah, I've, I actually I have heard of that one. I mean, if I remember correctly, it's kind of an apples-to-apples apples comparison. So let's just, let's just, first of all, you know, define terrorism since, you know, these days the left counts anyone getting screamed at in a public place, you know, a, a terrorist attack or a hate crime or something. But terrorism, by definition, is the unlawful use of violence and intimidation, especially against civilians, in the pursuit of political aims. And, and that's what the shooter was going for, from what I understand. Oh, absolutely. I mean, that's what this cuck in New Zealand was going for, like you said. I mean, and, you know, like clockwork, the leaders in New Zealand are knee-jerking legislation out of fear. And, you know, they're pushing for this huge gun grab as if that's just going to magically solve these problems. I mean, it hasn't stopped one yet. I mean, maybe threatening to shoot people in the face if they don't give up their guns will do it this time. Yeah, that, I mean, I'm sure that's going to work. But, you know, from reviewing, you know, little excerpts and whatever i've been able to find online about his manifesto because it's hard to find the actual full document um from what i've been able to piece together is it, it seemed like you know his main goal was to retaliate against muslims and it, you know he's goes on for saying that you know for over a thousand years of war against the west and then there's also some possible you know links in there that he wanted to you know strain nato relations between western members and turkey well, I mean, I I saw his gun. I actually, I I did actually see the video. Um, I don't recommend it. Um, I think the most disconcerting thing about the video is that it it legitimately looks like a video game, and that in and of itself is disturbing. But you know, having seen the video, I saw the dude's gun, and he he actually posted apparently posted some pictures on 4chan of it. Um, but at, on that gun, he actually had specific references and mentions of different Muslims, Muslim groups being fought off by white men a long time ago. Yeah. And, you know, we know that straining those NATO relations, you know, like we just mentioned a moment ago, it's not going to happen. This will be simply, and has been, 
you know, condemned by just about everybody. No big surprise there. But his legacy really is going to be essentially disarming a peaceful populace out of fear. Right, and there's there's some part in the back of my mind that it just makes me feel like, you know, that was part of his plan. I mean, there's something about this attack that feels fishy as all hell. And in fact, from some of the reactions that I've read on Twitter, like, he wanted to see the disarming of the populace. But I mean, everything about this, there's something so fishy about it. Right. I've also seen things floating around online about how he wanted to, you know, really have an impact on the the little culture war and strained relations that we're having here right now in the U.S. that he really wanted to have an impact on that, which, you know, I'm sure the left is more than happy to give him, you know, his day for that. But, you know, I got to ask you, you know, what to you seems so fishy about it? Because to me, it's it's all the censorship that just happened instantaneously. I mean, they won't even they won't even release his name. Right. I mean, I was I was watching what was going on on Twitter as the shooting was in progress and as the police were kind of sussing out what was going on. Um, if you aren't following Nick Monroe on Twitter, that's at Nickmon one 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 two, N I C K M O N one 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 two. If you're not following him on Twitter, you should you should be. I think I think I've heard of him. Um, as far as I can tell, he's just you know some sort of like journalist, right? Yeah, uh, he's kind of like a, a citizen journalist. He's not connected to any um, specific paper or publication or anything like that. Uh, but he's actually an incredible person to follow, just because he works on breaking news. Um, but while he's doing that, he Twitter mines as well. So with like the the Jesse Smollett incident that we talked about, or the Covington Catholic incident before that, um, he would be looking at all the different people on Twitter and all the tweets that were being sent out, and he would screenshot them and post them so that there was a record of everything that people have said, including those people who were calling for the deaths or the docking, not docking, the doxing of the Covington kids. Wow. That's uh, that's definitely important work. I mean, I agree. I mean, um, he had actually seen um, some of the early things going on with the New Zealand shooter on 4chan, and he quickly found the video and the manifesto, and he put it on Twitter because that's newsworthy. Yeah, I agree, but it was really hard to find early on. Yeah, I mean, the, the New Zealand police... Uh, really fought hard to get that video and the manifesto off of the internet as fast as it was going up. I mean, there were many tweets on on uh, his feed that they actually forced him to delete as the story was progressing. Uh, you know, because if, you, if you're on Twitter and you post something that goes against the community guidelines, they're like, hey, you tweeted wrong, uh, delete it or you can't continue tweeting. Um, I mean, not to mention that, the, that New Zealand and Australia... I mean, immediately made moves to d- remove access from 4chan across both of the nations. Not to mention, and this is something that I found out today, um, they are actually threatening to jail people who have shared the video or the manifesto. Yeah, I just saw that too. I mean, this is um, this is some serious Orwellian, you know, big brother level, real-time censorship. I mean, you can't... I mean, we know Twitter's agenda, but I mean, it, it's crazy to me that they they just wipe, they just scrub the internet of any trace of this. 
Right. I mean, it's it's you can find it now, um, and I could if I'm not going to give you links for it unless you ask. Um, but uh, God, I mean, it was it was it was amazing. Every time I'd find a link to the um, manifesto, twenty minutes later, that link was pulled down. And I mean, it's it's terrifying to me. I mean, I'm if I'm honest, I'm a free speech absolutist. And I feel like we need to be able to re- to view, react, and respond to these sorts of things in order to, you know, not repeat it. We need to be able to try to find and treat the illness rather than putting on a Band-Aid. You know, putting a Band-Aid over the problem or taking away everyone's guns and telling them to shut up. Right. But, um, you know, we wouldn't have a government if people were just, you know, capable of looking at history and not repeating its atrocities. But, um... You know, at least we know who's really to blame for this from the, you know, the Twitter and social media world and just another thing that, you know, Trump's responsible for. I'm, I'm, I'm sure he and this random guy were buddies. Right. And I also saw a video. It's also, there was like a vigil that like Chelsea Clinton went to at like NYU or something. And this student went up to her and was like, <laughs> just went off on her. About how like this is her fault because of the rhetoric that she that like she spews, and I think what she was referring to is be, is because she like um, she came out and condemned that you know Minnesota rep for you know saying like hey we have a lot of weird loyalty to Israel yeah let's take a look at that question answer who owns your body mm. well you didn't say it was a trick question <laughs> no really I'm I'm curious who do you think owns your body is this a trick just tell me like is my wife like behind you're is my wife behind <laughs> me you can see me on camera but if she, if she's not and she's listening it, it's definitely her she owns my body not really though i do well well hey we we, we got through that um you own your own body i'm a i'm a christian so typically when we would talk about something like this, I would say, hey, I, I'm a steward of my body. I mean, I know that that's not particularly apropos, but for all intents and purposes, yes, I own my body. You own your body. But do you know who doesn't own my body? My wife? <laughs> uh, oh, nor the state, though I think my fight, my wife would have fought your wife if I'd said yes to that question. Probably. <laughs> That'd be something. <laughs> but... Um, on a more serious note, I think the state is the more, you know, important and apropos, as you said it, fancy, <laughs> um, answer. But why, why, are, why do you ask, though? You know, what's, what's the state up to these days? Well, in the, uh, the socialist paradise of the United Kingdom, the uh, state is now overtly claiming ownership of people's bodies. That sounds like fake news. That can't be real. Stick with me here. Um, they've made a law. That now makes it so that if you're a human being over the age of 18, that they've decided is capable of rational thought, that uh, they own your bodies and organs if you die, um, unless you opt out. You mean for organ donation? Like, okay, so even with the opt out, that's one hell of a flex, but all right. Uh, People certainly have to be seeing through that. No way. Not once, not never. Uh, They have a few young children. Who honestly wouldn't have been old enough for this law to apply to, according to the law. Um, but th- these children, they're using as uh, propaganda tools for it. 
They're calling it Max and Kira's Law, and it will go into effect in the spring of next year. Okay, but who are Max and Kira? Well, uh, Kira was a nine-year-old girl, and sadly, and I mean that, it's truly sad. I know my tone can often, you know, sound more sarcastic than I mean it to. Um, But she was a nine-year-old girl, and she was killed uh, in a car accident. The doctors, you know, when they found out they couldn't save her, they went to her father and asked him for her organs, which is kind of a weird sentence to say. Um, But some of her organs went to a few different people. Max, who was another nine-year-old, he had a viral infection that led to heart failure, failure, and he got Kira's heart. Well, that's that's nice. I mean, at least they were able to you know, take some sort of positive out of a tragedy like that, I guess, is, is one way you can look at that. Um, you know, but there's consent involved for that. So, you know, why are their names in particular attached to this piece of legislation? Do we know? Easy answer. Because they're cute. Well, okay. Um, so the Brits have decided to make it that, you know, unless you make the moves to opt out that your body is theirs... And they have to write to use the organs as they please is, is, is what I'm getting from this. Right. Um, they claim that, that it'll somehow it'll save 700 lives a year. Where did they come up with this stuff? I mean, the, the government's like boomers. They just come up with random statistics. <laughs> but, you know, it's, it's not hard to become an organ donor from what I understand. And, and I'll be generous and I'll assume that it isn't hard to opt out of this program. So that begs the question... Why do they think that people who weren't organ donors before won't just opt out now? I would guess that they're betting on laziness or apathy. I mean, there's no there's no telling how many people will find this to be an affront to their sensibilities or who if they'll decide that they don't want someone else deciding what to do with their bodies when they're dead. Well, I mean, I don't like that. It, it, to me, it seems predatory. And, you know, they're either preying on laziness or apathy, as you said, or, you know, perhaps it's just ignorance. I'm sure we could pull, you know, a sample of people and they'd have absolutely no idea about it. Just like you can do here in the U.S. with just about anything. Right. I mean, and, and we'll see how this pans out. But the idea that the state would just presume that your organs are theirs to use is a little more than disconcerting to me. I hear you there. I mean, like, I, I heard about this happening in, in one of the Nordic countries or Sweden or something um, sometime last year. And I had this, the same reaction I'm having right now. Um, but do you want to hear something that's a little more disconcerting that I ran into while looking into this? Boy, do I. I mean, this this isn't even a virgin idea in the U.S. They've considered this legislation and they've had people write bills for it in Connecticut, Texas, Colorado, and Pennsylvania. Well, most of those states don't surprise me very much, but I mean, I, I mean, I, except for Texas. I mean, what the hell? Right. I mean, that's that's a little scary. I mean, Texas is the one, they're always talking about freedom and guns and no one messing with Texas. Uh, but you know what? I'm about to get into the weeds. Oh, wow. The real answer to this problem, this lack of organs going around to help people who need them, the problem's the state. Oh, you don't say. I do say. Um, do you know what the right answer to this question is? Give people the right to their bodies back. Let people own their bodies. Let them decide what happens to their organs when they die. Allow them to sell them when they die. 
As someone who doesn't have much when it comes to finances and doesn't have nearly enough life insurance, I would love to be able to have some sort of policy or agreement that allows me to sell my organs when I've died so that I can I can leave some money to my family when I'm dead. You know, that doesn't sound, you know, too crazy to me, but you know, I bet it sounds crazy to everyone else and it's definitely going to sound crazy to the state. Honestly, I I don't care anymore. There's a black market for organs out there, and that black market is funded, and the prices are decided by shadow markets and organ harvesting since the state won't let people make decisions about their own bodies. Of course, the price would adjust once it became illegal, but at this point, I mean, I could get a couple hundred thousand more dollars to leave my wife and children when I die, and I'm not able to do that now. But, I mean, you don't want to be nice and just give all your money away? I mean, I would love to be able to do that. But I mean, if there's one one more chance to be able to take care of my family when I die, I want to take that. I mean, my body, my choice. Ooh, I see what you did there. Well played, buddy. <laughs> but um, usually those, those words, uh, they mean taking the life of someone else due to inconvenience. I mean, you're not wrong. But I mean, in this case, it's actually legitimate. So it kind of sounds like the answer to this problem, like most problems we discussed, is a little thing called freedom. Absolutely. But, uh, uh, you know, we got into the weeds. We uh, talked about some idiots. So uh, it's time to cleanse our palates a little bit. Um, and we're going to have another little yep. game. We went weed whacking. Yep. We, we have another game. I'm doing it based off of your game last week. Um, I'm going to call it Mommy's okay. Alt-Right, Daddy's Alt-Right. They just seem, seem a little, little weird. Surrender. I think that's how the song goes. Right. <laughs> so uh, we're going to do a, uh, a similar thing to last week. You gave me some feminist terms, and then um, I tried to uh, define those. Okay. So I've got some alt-right terms for you today, and I'd like to, I'd like to see what you, what you think they are. All right, well, um, imitation's the sincerest form of flattery, from what I'm told. That's what I hear. Um, so here, I'll get you start. Get you started with something you probably know. All right. Um, I like it. How about how about the how about the term uh, wrong think? Wrong think. Yeah. And this is a term. Okay, so wrong think is a term that the alt right uses. Right. All right. So the definition of wrong think I'm gonna have to say is not thinking like the alt right. No, the wrong think is is an idea or a claim that's most likely true, but silenced by the powers that be on the intolerant left. Uh, some examples include the idea that there are no intrinsic differences between men or women, um, the idea that there are, quote-unquote, only two genders, um, or the idea that immigrants commit more crimes and Islam is an inherently violent and misogynistic religion. This did come from a, a leftist rag, by the way. Okay. <laughs> so they really could have just said, like, opinions and facts is wrong think. Okay. Right. Uh, uh, facts, uh, wrong think is when you say something that could possibly... I'm not going to speak on the veracity of those claims, necessarily. Um, but... Um, well, like, like only two genders. We know there's right. only two genders. Right. So we know facts. we know that. Right. And so you say that there's only two genders. That's wrong think, because it doesn't align with the left. All right. Here's 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 okay. the, Here's the second one. Um, what is Chad? Is that an acronym? No, it's not. No, it's Chad. Chad. I'm going to say Chad is, by definition, the guy that nobody likes. 
that we all talk about behind his back and smells like Axe body spray. <laughs> right. That's Yeah, it's uh, Chad, or apparently the full name is Chad Thundercock, um, is a derogatory <laughs> name given to attractive men who are sexually successful with women. Okay. That's all right. Well, I mean, you've seen those memes. Right. <laughs> um, okay, here's right. one. Here's one that's gonna throw you. I promise. Uh, gulag. They're all. They're all throw. They're all throwing me right now. But gulag. <laughs> uh, I'll just say communist prison, where you know political enemies of the state go. Right. Um, it is. But this is actually a portmanteau of Google and gulag. G O O L A G. Oh. Um, <laughs> so obviously gulag is a uh, ussr era prison that the em- enemies of communism were thrown into uh but it's it's an implication that uh google is a stalinist dystopia and doesn't tolerate thinking outside of its left-wing ideological echo chamber all right all right I i'm gonna see that that's <laughs> I'm gonna, fair i'm gonna move on to uh uh f- oh here's one femoids Femoids? Yep. Can you use it in a sentence? <laughs> you know, um, uh, the f- that darned femoid got my job even though she didn't deserve it. I'm going to say it's like Fembot from Austin Powers. It's a female <laughs> robot designed to destroy men. Right. It's, a, it's um, another mixture of words, female and android. And uh, the term is used to describe women as subhuman or non-human. Uh, oh, some some of these guys, uh, or incels, apparently, uh, go further and use the term female humanoid organism, or FHO for short. What are they, Alex Jones? <laughs> All right, um, I'll do two more. No, three more. Um Okay. How about this one? I'm on fire. Let's go. <laughs> Black pill. Black pill. Yes. Okay. I'll lead you a little bit. You've heard of you've heard of the red pill. You've heard of the blue pill. Just, What's the black pill? I was gonna say, you take the black pill and it makes you want to pay reparations. Boom. Answer. <laughs> um, well, you know, the red pill means you leave the matrix. The blue pill means you stay in the matrix. Um, but the black right. taking the black pill. It's nihilism, essentially. It means seeing that the whole system is broken, and the only solution is to refuse to engage with it all. Which, actually, I said it was nihilism, but not according to their definition. Their definition of nihilism is like anarchism, from this definition that I'm reading. But what they mean, like, when I've heard of people being blackpilled, it's a very nihilistic thing. Um, These are such angry little nerds, man. Like, what are they doing? (laughs) Okay, how about this one? Uh... Trans trender. I'm gonna say someone who's trans because it's trendy. Bingo! Bam! You did it. Ooh. <laughs> um, okay, last one, and this is probably my favorite because I've never heard it before. Geodis. Oh, F. Uh, Geodis. What else ends in Otis? Uh. I'm drawing a huge blank here. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. You, you, you know. You got me. You stumped me on this one. <laughs> you know POTUS. POTUS. Yeah. President of the United States. Geodis, Geodis. stands for. Okay. You gonna try it now? 
Geotus. Geotus. Is it is it like G E O T U S? Yes. Gay employee of the United States? <laughs> no, it's uh, it's specific about Trump. God Emperor of oh, the United States. That's that's awesome. That's <laughs> that's that's so ridiculous. Oh God, praise Keck. <laughs> all right. Well, that's all I've got for you on the on the game front. Good job, sir. Those were tough. I, I think I'm going to start using Geotis. Yeah, we have to now. With the misogynoir and the Geotis, those are my new fa- my, my new favorite phrases. Yeah, misogynoir is is great. Geotis, that's that's good. I like that a lot. All right, folks. You know, thanks for uh, having a bit of fun with us again and joining us on this adventure into the madness that is our world. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Patreon by typing in "This is MLGA" all together. Uh, if you'd like to send us an email, type that again and add at gmail.com to the end of it. And please hit us up, subscribe, make sure to rate us on iTunes. It helps us grow and guarantees new episodes. Please, you know, leave a rating and a review. We're really trying to push to get on the new and noteworthy um, section of iTunes, and we just need, you know, ratings and reviews to help get us there. Uh, also, we'd love to shout out our boy Kyle Anzalone and his podcast Foreign Policy Focus. The dude is just steeped in knowledge, and he's following every thread that he can find when it comes to world news and what and who the U.S. is bombing across the world. And, you know, don't forget that he has a website dedicated to that news as well at immersionnews.com. Again, that's immersionnews.com. You know, and between him, Will Porter, and many others, there's just a well of knowledge in investigative journalism going on. You, you don't want to miss it, I promise you. Right, and if you like, if you like Scott Horton, you're going to love Kyle. I know I do. But, uh, you know, definitely check him out. But let's not forget some important people. Our newest patrons on Patreon, good old Brian T. and Derek D. Welcome to the sane space, buddies. Right, and uh, Derek, I hope the I hope that knee gets better. I hear you have to get surgery on on another one, but you know we're we're pulling for you on that. Um, but thank you guys. Yeah, get well soon, buddy. Uh, you're making you're making this thing possible. Um, and they're also part of our super secret group. And it's banging in there. It's pivoty popping. <laughs> or, you know, it will be when you join, you know, our loyal audience out there. So just make sure you check out our Patreon at uh, patreon.com slash thisismlga. And don't forget to check out the MLGA Network. We're a small and scrappy group of libertarians, and we share all the best liberty podcasts on mlganetwork.com. Make sure to check that out. And, you know, we have uh, even more original shows coming your way soon. And uh, there may be a a special episode coming out that talks about one of those. So uh, keep an ear out. All right. And as always, you know, we're happy to be here and we're happy that you're with us. Stay sane.